Hello and welcome to the Jackie Richards Show. This is your host, Jackie Richards. And you know what? I've recorded this intro no less than 15 times. And this is the final one. I'm putting my foot down. Jackie, stop. This is this is the edit. <laughs> it's because I'm trying to get a fancy intro. And every time I do it, I like fumble over my words. And then it doesn't sound cool. And I'm like, re-say re it again. And then I just look like a freaking blab blabbering fool up here in my office. I'm a social seller, just like you. I've been in network marketing for seven years and I use the app Instagram for my primary you know, business growth. And I wanna teach you how to do the same. And we also talk a little bit of like how to silence your inner mean girl. That's a thing here I've noticed between women on this, on women using Instagram. And we like to be really, really rude to ourselves about the reels we make, our Instagram stories. We tell ourselves that our content's not good enough. And here on this podcast, we talk about how to stop that along with teaching you how to weave your personality into your content. Let your freak flag fly. Those are all things that I like to t talk about here. Anyways, today we have a special guest, and I mean special guest. Her name is Colleen Nichols, and I met her in 2020 when she invited me to teach in her online community that she has for network marketers. It's called Direct Sales Growth Community, and in that community, she offers all kinds of trainings. Like, I want to say, like, weekly trainings that are just fresh up to date she's had everyone from like Kristen Boss to Brock Johnson in her community training training other network marketers and I just think that she's offering just such a a unique thing that might be lacking in our industry because let's be honest I'm just going to call the elephant out in the room because that's what I like to do is that sometimes you are on a network marketing team that doesn't offer a ton of training, right? Has that happened to you? Maybe it hasn't. Maybe you're like, I have no idea what she's talking about. My team is the best. We have trainings all the time. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes there aren't amazing communities in network marketing companies, or maybe you're in a network marketing company that has outdated practices. Like maybe you're still being trained to send cold messages or just things that kind of feel grimy and gross. And what I love about what Colleen is offering in the network marketing social selling space is up-to-date, fresh training on how to still be a human on the internet. I love it so, so much. So today I, I interview Colleen and we unpack her journey and what it was like for her when she was in the very beginning. You guys know I started out this podcast talking about what it was like when I was first getting started in social selling, which I love providing context to people because it's so easy to romanticize someone's chapter 45 or to be like, oh my gosh, I just need to start doing all the things that this girl does that she, you know, she makes so much in sales or whatever. And we take it way back to the beginning with Colleen and what it was like when she first began. And then we just kind of spitball. Honestly, you guys, we, we talk about everything. <laughs> everything from politics to master resale rights. That's the hot topic right now. And yeah, just kind of have a little bit of girl talk. And so I want you guys to make sure you give her a follow on her business account, which is No Shame Sales Game. And of course, you can follow her on her personal account too, Colleen Nichols. But here is Colleen. I hope you enjoy the episode. Everyone, welcome to, I think we're on episode four. I'm not even sure this is, we're just literally in here. We're, it's just an all big blur. All I know is that this is fun and I'm sticking with it. So yes, today we have the famous Colleen Nichols from No Shame Sales Game. Say hello. Oh, hello. Not famous, but hello. Thank you. We are so lucky to have you on. I feel like anyone who's listening from my audience already follows you, but I mean, it'd be silly not to. You have the best one-liners. Like, I feel like that's what you're known for. Your little carousel posts that are sassy. Yes. 
Thanks. I appreciate it. So today we're going to interview her and just kind of have this like radio show style to the podcast where her and I just banter back and forth about all things network marketing, the pros, the cons, the things we love, the things we hate, and kind of get her story of how she got started. Because one thing very cool about Colleen is she has a community for network marketers that is incredibly helpful. And we'll, we'll dive into that because I feel like for some of you guys, it'll be something that is an absolute fit for you. Um, but we'll, we'll banter back and forth about everything in between. We'll even touch on master resale rights today. I feel like, yeah. Ooh, a little shake in my voice. Yeah. Um, we have some small opinions on that and kind of just let ourselves conversate back and forth. So with that being said, Colleen, tell everyone about how you got started in network marketing. Let, let's oh, hear that lovely tale. Let's hear it. Um, so my like background when I like, we can't see I'm doing air quotes. My real job was, um, a mental health counselor. That's how, that's what I went to school for. And that's how that was my day job. And then, um, I had my first son and decided that I wasn't making enough money as a mental health counselor to afford daycare. So I stayed home. And when he was around one, I got pregnant again. And, um, that's wild. That's like hard stop. He was one and you could <laughs> Well, we did IVF. So like we planned oh it. Gosh. It was like his first birthday. And I was like, I, my brother and I are really close in age. I went really close in age. So like, let's just get it over with. Wow. All right. So we did it anyway, around this time I was staying home, pregnant toddler. And, um, my husband was the sole income earner, mm-hmm. lost his job out of nowhere. And I was like, well, this is not how I planned this going. So it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, probably nobody's going to hire me because I'm pregnant, obviously pregnant. I can't even lie about it. And I also didn't want to go back to work. So it was this, what can I do from home? What can I, how can I make this work? So I, I saw this person who I followed on Facebook post about her mm-hmm. new opportunity. And I was like, Ugh, I, I don't even know you. And I hate you. Like I hated myself and my, my, own situation so much that like, if I was more healed, then I probably just would have unfollowed her. But I was like, I need a hate follow because mm-hmm. I'm just a shitty human right now. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just a- you're We're explicit. You're fine. Let okay. her Oh man. So anyway, I followed her wanting to hate it and wanting to hate her. And then I didn't. And I was like, oh man, like it doesn't look like the stay at home mom cult that I thought it was like, there were, you know, doctors and teachers and paralegals and nurses and all these people joining her team and she was making money and she was getting sent on vacations and I was like if she can do this Mm -hmm. I can do this Mm -hmm. so I reached out to her and I was like hey are you hashtag blessed for Facebook or are you actually making money and she was like no this is real so I got into it and I told her very explicitly like I just want to make enough money for groceries I want to be as far under the radar as possible. I don't want people to know I'm doing this. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I certainly will not recruit anyone, just grocery money. So let's unpack a few things there. Two (laughs) things. Number one, because this actually happens quite a bit, even with my own network marketing, where people don't actually know it's network marketing. Did you know it was network marketing? Were you like, I I know what I'm going into? I knew because this one had, I had tried it with two different companies beforehand. So I was very aware. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was not my first rodeo. I had failed so badly the first two times, but I was, again, I was in this, I felt like, what, what are my options? Mm -hmm. And if this is something where I can actually make money from home, 
I got to try it. And yeah. actually, so I, yeah, I knew, I knew what it was. And then coming off of the episode that I will have released, it would have been the week prior to this. Yeah. I interviewed my husband. I'm curious, what, what did your husband think? How is he? Oh, yeah. Can we just unpack that for a minute? <laughs> I was like, uh, I talked to my eventual upline and I, she was like, you know, it's a thousand dollars to start the business on the biggest kit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, we don't have an income. So like, there's, there's no way this is, but I, and I almost didn't take it to him. And for some reason I was like, listen, I have an idea. And he's like, oh God. Um, so I ran it by him and he was like, if you can make that money back, go for it. Mm -hmm. He said like, and he's, his background is in business and finance and, and all these things. And he's smart. And he was like, you can do this. Like it's 2020 or 2017 at the time. He was like, this mm -hmm. is the new age. You can do this. You're on the internet. You're like, you know what you're doing. So mm -hmm. I decided to try it and he was all for it. And then when I started making money very quickly, he was very for it. So, so yeah. I also want to normalize another thing that we kind of scanned over, which was that you had done two companies prior yeah. And just for the listeners listening, I want to normalize that for you guys that I think we all have like a getting started phase. And that if you guys feel like you have ever failed at like a company or two, because that was also me and it sounds like it's Colleen, like we're just going to normalize that, that it sometimes takes a minute to get your footing, even if it is like a hate fall <laughs> that you're eventually like, oh, why yeah. is this girl in my head? I'm just going to ask her about how the freak she makes money, like whatever. Like, I think, I don't know. I think that that's interesting. Don't you, that you had yeah, some We also all change, right? Like who I was in grad school was not who I was as, you know, years later as a mom and all these mm -hmm. things, like we change and thinking that like, oh, I had a bad experience here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I used to not yeah. like certain foods and now I do like it. Things it's change. not indicative. These, the, I think I, I hear it a lot where it's like, I oh. tried it and I didn't work. And I'm like, but kind of like using your own words earlier, were you healed when you tried it though? Seriously. <laughs> like, where were you at when you were trying it? Cause you do learn and grow a lot. One thing too, I noticed in this, if I have any young listeners, I love my, my Gen Z network marketers, but quite frankly, the frontal, is it the frontal lobe doesn't develop fully till we're 25. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I'm always so impressed one, when I can see someone who's younger come in and crush it. But I feel like if you guys try network marketing, you know, at, at 25 and younger, and I don't know how old you were calling, but yeah. like, sometimes you just need to grow or we can't, you can't like, um, you know, sometimes you do network marketing right after postpartum and it's like, girl, your hormones were everywhere. Oh God. So we're just going to say, give it a minute. To, give to it a minute. And also like at, in the, my early twenties, like I really cared what people thought mm -hmm. like, and, I, and that kept me mm -hmm. from getting outside of my comfort zone. Cause I was like, Oh, well, you know, cause the, one of the first one I tried, was like party based, which I'm not a party person. And Whoa, I, couldn't even, I actually would never guess that. you. I know. Party. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't even ask my own mother. Who's like my best friend. I couldn't ask her. <laughs> I made zero dollars. I was just too, it was outside my comfort zone. But also I think that that goes to like finding your footing. Like I picked, it was the wrong choice for me. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that's, I'm not a party person. Mm -mm. So, no, yeah. you know, it's like just that. you change, but yeah. So, so you get into your new company. My new company it out. I hit the top 2% of the company in my first 90 days. Okay. That's wild. Yeah. I, Can it, we talk I, about that though? Because also I don't feel like you had a huge brand when you were doing that company. 
No, I didn't. So I had blogged back in the day before network marketing. And really, it's a true testament to like knowing your tone of voice, because you don't have to have a big audience to have a very loyal audience. Mm -hmm. I have like, no shame sales game. Sure. That's a big audience. My personal audience, like on my personal everyday page is not that big. And I have people who have been there since before I had kids, since before I was married, like they stick around because they know me. And so if I say like, this is legit, they pay attention. I didn't have a large audience, but I had a very engaged. But I am going to ask though, because if there were two companies prior is it the passion that lacks? Like, cause if it, if the other companies didn't, if it didn't make sense to that, does that make sense what I'm saying? In terms oh yeah, of- I'm sure. I'm sure the passion, I mean, I'm, I'm always like hesitant to say passion because it's not like I was Okay, let's do a different, okay. But like, um, I was more confident. Mm. Oh my gosh, you guys, everyone, we're hard stopping. I love to do hard stops, but <laughs> the confidence is, oh my gosh, that's a moment. Cause you can tell, like people can tell when you're just like, no, I'm going to unapologetically share about this with or without someone buying. I want people to know about it. And that's exactly. like what was happening. Yeah. I made the decision to like, this is going to work mm-hmm. and I have like people buy the feeling first and the product second, like we know this. So mm-hmm. you have to show up. I'd never been on at that time it was Facebook and I had never been on a live video and I had to like hype myself up. I could only wear black shirts because I was sweating. I had pit stains. Like I was so nervous. I had no idea what I was doing, but for those, you know, 90 seconds, I'd be like, guys, duh, this is the best decision I've ever made. And then I would get off and be like, (gasps) but like, and I didn't feel like I was lying at all because I really genuinely felt that way. But I think a lot of, and I'm sure you have a lot of conversations with people about this as well. They're like, well, I don't have the results yet. So I can't be confident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be confident to get the result. Yeah. No, so, it's the craziest catch me too. So if you guys don't know about her platform, no shame sales game, just go give it a little gander. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll catch the vibe real quick that she teaches network marketing and just such a straightforward strip it naked type way of like, listen, we're freaking people. <laughs> This is really nothing hard. (laughs) Selling something we like. Don't overcomplicate it. And that's also kind of my vibe. I think my supporters listening will be like, I'm just like, listen, I'm going to really strip down Instagram for you. It's not as hard as you're making it sound. Because I don't, I don't know as much as like the experts out there. I don't claim to, but I feel like I'm like, let's just make this real simple. That's like my formula for Instagram. And you do that for network marketing. But I do, I am curious because usually we get these epiphanies because we go through the the cringe. So I'm curious if Colleen in her heyday, did you go through a cringe phase where you were like, Oh God, watch me join me type stuff. Does that make sense? Okay. Let's talk about it. Like I've definitely been cringe. I definitely like when I, with the third and like hoorah company, like I would go and do reach outs. And then I would see that the last time I communicated with somebody was when I reached out to them about the last company. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so bad. Um, so Yes, absolutely cringe. I mean, and the if you guys could see our video right now, she like, has her hands in her face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my god. So I think normalizing that, going through those trauma phases. Cringe, but I think when you learn and you just do, but I think a lot when I was doing that, I was trying to be somebody else. Like I was trying to be what I thought I was supposed to be in order 
to be successful. successful. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned really quickly, thankfully, you know, my upline said to me, like, what, what's the reach out you're sending? And I sent it to her and she was like, no, like you're already putting an objection in there before I'm like, you know, it might be too expensive. Like it's just stupid. And it was way too long. And, but yes, so cringe. That's, that's also, I'm going to keep pulling out these nuggets because I do feel like that's a huge thing. I'm trying to work on some resources right now for my team with conversations, because I do think that's where so many network marketers just flub it up like right away where it's like in the way that you're talking to people. Um, and it's, it's just an overlooked thing, but can I be honest though? Um, I feel like I have pretty decent people skills. I don't know, maybe it's because I work sales and all that stuff, but it comes pretty naturally to me. It always kind of has, but I had someone break down like a formula for reaching out and, you know, whether it's like a follow-up or take a look at my opportunity or like, come like, let's do whatever. And there is a formula you guys like, so can you speak to that Colleen? Is that something that you teach in your community? I work and trained so much and have so many resources on reaching out and ha- I have like literal conversation flow charts. And to me, same it. thing. It comes so naturally. It does, but it's a, it's almost a hindrance though, because yes. I have the people skill because I don't even think about it as a leader, but I've yes. like had this huge epiphany, like of the past six months. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like have not been teaching the framework for a proper reach out because it just yes. is like, but I, I love that you break it down into break a it down. And like, also explain why like it's not just like this is what you say because if we're just telling somebody what to say if you don't explain why we're saying this like hey maybe if you just reach out of nowhere and you're like oh my god hey girl I your family's so beautiful and I love your vibe and it's been so great watching you by the way mm-hmm. like they're they're gonna disvalue everything you already said mm-hmm. so instead why don't we just ask what we need to ask Mm-hmm. And and if they say yes, no, whatever, then you can even like even, say they say no, your worst case scenario, they say no, mm-hmm. then you can say totally get it fine. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I have to say though, like that reel that you posted the other day or mm-hmm. that picture you posted about your kid, like so cute, loved it, whatever. Then you're human. Then uh-huh. that actually holds weight because right. they say no. Mm-hmm. They get back to you and you're like, okay, fine, whatever. And you're able to move on. And so when they are ready for your makeup or your right. CBD, your skincare, they're like, oh, she's the one person that didn't give me the ick. I'm going to ask her. <laughs> so just Everyone- so we're clear, Colleen and I are both pro. Um, just say what you need to say. Like, let's not beat around that bush. Oh my God. When people reach out to me and just are like, hey, I'm just going to throw this out there. Like whatever. I'm like, thank you. Like, let's not do a back and forth of complimenting my eyebrows and then my kid and then the and then you know what I mean. So it's like, oh my God, this is awkward. Just get yeah. to the so conversations are a big moment. Okay, but but rewinding back to Colleen with her heyday, she's the you know top two percent of her company. Oh my gosh. And but you're kind of feeling like you are like maybe not yourself a little bit. Like what's happening? Well, yeah, I think in the very, very beginning, like mm-hmm. first couple of weeks, like and I was just doing all these reach outs and whatever. I didn't, it didn't click yet. And then I remember getting on um, some video and saying about the products. I was like, these are the shit. And um, a leader said to me like, you can't talk like that. Um, oh. about, and I was like, but that's how I talk. <laughs> like, ah. she's like you, you, And I was like, oh, and then to me, just because it's my personality and I hate authority and like, whatever. I'm like, yes, I can. And that just helped me double down on my actual voice. And then it worked. I was Mm -hmm. talking like myself. I was, you know, 
showing up, not trying to be any sort of way. And then lo and behold, like it just, and this is all in a matter of, you know, weeks. My first month in business, I was recruiting, I was selling, it was fine, but it was because I figured it out really quick. I love that. So at what point did it become, I mean, this is a long, this is going to be a long journey because to go from being network marketing, 2% or gal to I'm going to create a community for network marketers. How and when did that idea come to you that you were like, I've got, because obviously you're, you, what she had, you guys is kind of like what I talk about on my lives, which is a come home to yourself moment where I'm always like, just be who you freaking are. And so she had that moment Mm -hmm. and then you're like able to step into it. We can unpack some more there too, but we'll do that in a minute. Um, when was it like, maybe other network marketers need this message? Should I start sharing about it? It was because uh, I'm, I had been doing this for years at this point, and it had changed the trajectory of my life. I will sing the praises of network marketing forever and ever. Amen. Um, it, it was when the company that I was with did a collaboration with a not network marketing company, and it was the first time they'd ever done a collaboration, and it was very exciting, all the buzz, whatever, and we bought all the things for the collaboration. We're so excited, whatever two, you know, billion dollar women owned businesses joining forces, you know, the PR was there and then they announced it like, here's the collaboration. And within minutes, this other company, their comment section were, oh my God, I can't believe you joined with an MLM. Like these are, Hey girls, you've lost me as a lifelong customer. Like, and then within hours, this billion dollar brand pulled out of the collaboration with another billion dollar brand because of what people on the internet were saying about network marketing. Yeah. And to me, like, and I had friends that were just beside themselves and in the comments fighting with people. And to me, I just, it was like the sea, the sea parted. And I was like, Oh, like we, there's something here that needs to be fixed. And to me, it was almost like, I don't need to change anyone else's. I don't need to change their mind. I need to change the way that we're showing up in this industry, because if so many people have such the wrong idea, then there's some truth to it. So we need to, we need to fix it. I love it because right now there's a whole movement (laughs) with, um, like, I'll be like, like, whether it's your girlfriends or, or even I'll catch myself saying it. If I don't like something being said, I'll be like, oh, that's toxic. Like I'll like say it like knee jerk reaction. Oh, she's toxic. It's like this neat, it's like this cliche thing to say right now when you don't like something being said, which of course there are tons of gaslighters out there. Like we're all waking up. I mean, you know, mental health, we're all waking up to these terms, gaslighter, narcissist, blah, blah, blah. But I actually have a theory. And my theory is at what point does it go from you're being gaslit to, is there truth here? And that's why I really like what Colleen has set up because you guys, we can't just sit here and say, are there people that are probably like on YouTube doing anti MLM stuff? Are there podcasts out there? Are people, yes, there are. yes. they are. <laughs> Colleen knows she's been trolled. trolled they strong. are definitely out there. And of course we could just say they're toxic. They are just so wrong, 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 wrong. But what I like about the, the healed emotional mindset behind Colleen and what she just said is sometimes it's okay to step back and say, wait, but is there some truth here? And kind of not like siding with them, but can we objectively look at that at their experience and be like, shoot, we do do things kind of weird. Yeah. Like it does kind of look a little weird from the outside. And so just, um, that was just such a, I was like, okay, well, how are we going to do this? So that's when 
I created No Shame Sales Game. And then I just kind of started talking about network marketing the way that I wanted to. And it was different than how I had seen it before, but also it was anonymous because I was scared. <laughs> I love that. That's also a moment that sometimes, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Not quite ready. Being seen is really scary. I think that um, I want to validate that because I know a lot of people have the conversation of I'm scared to show up online and whatever. And in most cases in network marketing, you can't be anonymous. Like that's not how that works. But in this one scenario, I was like, well, I'll just see. Cause I didn't think anyone would follow. I didn't think anyone would. <laughs> was agree. it just a red spot at first? Like yeah. you did not have a, an, a vision of like the community you would hold. Was it? Oh no. Okay. I was like, let's just see. Let's just see. And I thought maybe like a hundred people would follow. And then people started sharing it. I didn't even realize people could share my stuff and that I could see that people were sharing it until like, and it just started growing. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe there is, there's, I could gain some traction here. And that's when the idea of, well, how can I monetize this and make it bigger Mm -hmm. than Instagram? Than just event, event session. Of being like, oh yeah, look, 800 people shared a a thing. Like, how do I actually make money off of that? The dopamine hit was there, but I was like, the dollars are not. So how do I, dopamine was there, dollars were not. Um, I love it. That's so now we have no shame sales game. It's been birthed and we have a whole community there where you teach people how, if they want to say shit on a live, they can, if that's not their jam and they just want to wave that they're a Christian and they are a full blown that we have a safe space for them too. Like, I think right. that's the point that both of us like really fully back. And I am not to turn this political, but I do get asked that a lot is like, Jackie, what are your thoughts on sharing political or even religious beliefs? And I am, I'm, with Colleen, like I'm team come home to yourself as long as you're not an asshole about it. <laughs> Agreed. Like, oh. and listen, tw- like peak 2020, mm-hmm. I, I was divisive. I like, you know, said things I probably wouldn't say today, but I was scared, right? And the- we are, but in that yeah. moment, let's have some healthy mental health talk that sometimes when we do come out and say some things when we are really, when people are afraid, like notice that you guys, if you disagree with someone and you're like, oh my gosh, she's the worst. I'm sorry. She's afraid. She's like afraid. we're all over here just trying to like live our lives, protect our kids. And so exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I definitely found that. And then of course, when you're just locked in your house and you can't do We're anything. All going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go a little bit nuts, but like, I agree. I never want somebody to be shocked by mm-hmm. who they're either joining in business or spending their money with. Like I, I never, you know, politics matter to people. Religion matters to people. I don't think you need to like, whatever. I just don't ever want somebody to be shocked. Like, Oh, I'm very devout in this way. Right. And I thought you were, but you're not. And yeah, that's really disappointing when that happens. So I just kind yeah. of like, I just like this, this is what you're getting. That's why I don't pretend anywhere. It's pretty, no. people are like, what's the vibe in um, DSGC? And I'm like, if you vibe here on Instagram, you'll vibe uh-huh. there. If mm-hmm. you don't, then, and people don't, I mean, I get emails and DMs. Oh, for day. sure. No, I, yeah. Do they, do they give you feedback? Wow. You really curse a lot or, oh my, I didn't realize you thought this really way. Your, I would really love your content if you just stopped with the cursing. And I was like, well, that's great, Sheila, but I'm not, not right. Gonna... And that's okay. So- and guess what? There are other network marketing coaches and communities that are super driven in that other way. And I, I just don't feel like we should have to, I don't know, guys, life is short. Like not to like go all weird on everyone, but like life is short. Like I'm just going to come home to myself and I'm going to tell the truth. And the truth of the matter is this is who I am. Like I, 
I have many when when I am having conversations about recruiting, I do try I try and get like my like like hey, this is who I am though. Like n- I'm mm-hmm. not a hand holder. Yes. I like, are you really, really driven? How you, how you see me on stories is how I will be getting feedback. I tell people that the, the kind of the pre-enrollment is just as important as recruiting. Like you want people to know what they're getting into. You want them to know who they're working with. There should be no surprises once somebody joins your team. Right. Like you need to be having certain conversations like those beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not a handholder and that's like a it. consent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, a, yes. Mm-hmm. And we have that conversation in DSGC a lot. People are like, I, I'm not a handholder and I, can I be a leader if I'm not? And I'm like, yes, yes. yes. Like, absolutely. I think when it boils down to it, all you and I are trying to do is teach generally women to feel confident and empowered to just be themselves. Like, yes. Really? She's good enough. What, wherever you guys are at in your apartment and it's not cute. If you don't, oh my God, if, oh you my don't God. if you don't have the best, you know, story or before and after is someone else in your company, it doesn't matter. It's you guys, the spoiler is spoiler alert is that You're you don't right. need that. Yeah. You don't need it. Okay. So yeah. one thing about Colleen and I both, we both have no issue calling out uh-huh. the ick in our industry that they're there. I mean, like her whole freaking DSGC was born out of it. out of of noticing the feedback and being like maybe they are not just haters that is not just toxic but is there some truth here and how can we correct that in our industry and I love I love that she's out there doing that being that warrior for us um (laughs) (laughs) you are but let's talk about a few of them that were just that are just the worst like I have a list of like my worst icks and then I'll hear a list of yours let's hear them like one and one yeah you go first and then I'll go next okay I think, oh, I have so many. One of the big icks that I am seeing most recently now across the board, I don't like income claims. I don't need to know how much money you're making Mm. wherever you are. I just, I think of social media like a party Mm -hmm. of mixed people. And I can't imagine going into a party and being like, I make a million dollars a year. (laughs) And people be like, what the fuck? Like, uh, okay, that's weird. Like I, so I just- whether it's anything, mm-hmm. I, unless, obviously there's, there's time and a place, there's context. If you're talking in, in a business related sense in a appropriate container, I just, I, it icks me when people say how much money they make and Do I make you, a lot of money. Yeah, no, for sure. So I feel like, is it uh so like inappropriate containers, like let's say it's like a retreat and we're breaking down the comp plan then it's appropriate. If it's the Zoom call and the, the sole focus is how to monet, how to grow from $300 a month to $3,000 a month, we're okay walking around that. But do we have a, like, what do you think of the reels running around right now with, with the, I make X, Y, and Z? I mean, I guess most network marketers, we put the FTC really down. I mean, yes. over at, at my company, we are, we are not doing yes. any income claims, but um, some of the companies are a little bit, which that's just wild. Like, what is that? Is the FTC like after other companies and not other, like, I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. It's wild. Um, so yeah, I think, um, and I'm all about women talking. So that's, I don't even know if I have the all the way answer. Cause I love women talking about money. I love women normalizing how much money they make. Um, and I love having conversations about that, but I just, for myself intent behind it is it the intent that we see behind it like it's one thing to be like hey I I did it you can too which is hard though hold on let let's dissect that because maybe that's what they're trying to do with these reels and these stories like I made you know 400 grand last night and 
in my sleep and they're trying to inspire. See, that's where it just gets hard. It's like, how could, there's not like a, a true litmus test to, to put out there to be like, is this to inspire me? Or is this to make me feel like crap? Because I actually made $400 last year month and that was it. And so and- you, really, and again, yeah, you can't, you're not in control of how somebody responds to your stuff. So mm-hmm. like, it just, it's a personal preference, I guess for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just a, you, it's just a pass for Colleen. You're like, I'm not putting my income on a reel. No. Well, unpack that for me. Let, let's just go there. We're, we're out here in the deep end. Unpack that for me with master resale rights. What's going on there for you? Um, how, you know, how, how do you feel about it? Let, actually, should we first just educate our, our listeners on what it is? In your words, can you can you tell me what you think, what's going on? And again, I, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people that are listening who are, are doing it or interested in it. And you know, more than like, they know more than, than I do from what I understand it's, um, master resale rights or MMR or MRR. Uh, yeah. MRR. It sounds um, like the shot you get the immunization. Is it people and moms or something? <laughs> um, I got the MRR. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're good. Uh, yeah, you're good then you can come in. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's basically, it's a course, right? And that you can um, customize it, change it, whatever, and then you can resell it as your own. So it's like, it's the copyrights that you can resell. So it's like if somebody wrote a book about dogs and they sold the resell rights, anybody could take that copy about dogs and then sell it as their own. So that's kind of what it it is with courses. Similar to Um, network marketing a little bit though. We all get, we're all given the same product. We're all getting the same product. We're all able to sell our own things. Um, I think, um, the biggest thing for me is there's no like residual, Mm -hmm a reoccurring, like it's one sale. So mm-hmm. like you're looking for new clients all the time, which, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and but that's also a hard stop. <laughs> like, um, I mean, and the, in this grand scheme of like, if we're trying to make residual income, that yeah. does seem like a moment where I'm getting one sale. Yeah. So big one, that's a big one. Um, but again, if you have a massive audience or you have, mm-hmm. It's, it is working for people. I just think that there needs to be a little more clarity around when you're making claims of like, I made $400,000 last night in my sleep. How did you do that? Because maybe right. it's true. I'm not calling anyone a liar. I'm not saying that they're- No, they're not. But they're there not. are there's just so many moving parts. Again, similar to the 2016 tactics, which were- yeah watch me, join me, my, you know, guys, like, I think we, we've come a long way. The industry has come a long way, but I feel like in the height of like 2018, it was that vibe. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm making six figures doing X, Y, and Z. It's like, but it's kind of like my first episode of this podcast. I said it, well, tell me what it was like when you were a loser is what I said. That's what I, that's why I don't want to know about the 400 grand someone makes because I'm more interested in like, well, there's a lot of moving parts here. There's a lot of moving parts. And so just by only unveiling the high points, that's the ick. I think that we both have. Like, um, I think it was Jesse Lee that said this a while ago, but she's like, if you want to show the Ferrari moments, you have to show the Ford moments. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are just busting out being like, I'm making all this money. And that's, people aren't bought into the journey. They're not bought into your success because they feel like they haven't 
ridden the ride with you. Um, Interesting because it's a lot of network marketers are doing it, which is crazy because I feel like we've made so much progress in taking We really have. Like I have seen so much progress out of people. And then all of a sudden this gets introduced. And I'm like, I literally the other day, Colleen, I got a voicemail about how my phone number is connected. A voicemail. It can actually, someone called me and and said, Jackie, I have it. Like it was the full blown pitch in a voicemail. And I was like, what are we doing? This is taking us back to 2016 where we're going to, you know, and I'm not mad if, if anyone's listening and you've offered me master resale rights, that's fine. Especially if you took the approach that Colleen and I like, where it's like, just come out the gate, tell me whatever. But I do feel like it's bringing up these, it is driven scarcity. It's the scarcity mindset of like, get in at ground floor, got to sell as much as I can. I'm going to be the social media expert that's going to release this social media course when, you know, prior to that I was selling whatever it be, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I do feel like it's just bringing out some scarcity tactic tactics again, that I thought we corrected. I know when I saw it, I think when I, and I did a a short reel about it and I was like, the reason that I, 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 Hey, I'm not going to shit on anyone who's making money. I'm not going to, because we're, people are team make money, y'all. Team make money. I'm team women make money. I'm team all the things. Um, I'm not team ick. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. So just, I know people who are doing MRR and they're doing it really well. They're doing a good yeah, job. No, I actually have seen some people where I'm like, okay, there we go. But it also it. just a hard stop you guys though. But I don't know. I just feel like I have to add these disclaimers that the, it's usually people that have built a really good brand. Uh-huh. And, and a really good trust uh-huh. with their audience. And I don't They've know. Earned it. They've earned it. Yeah. They've put in the work to build this brand, to earn the trust. Yeah. So if someone, if you're listening and you're still in your interest and in it, we'll love it for you, mm-hmm. but just try not to leave me a voicemail. <laughs> Please don't leave me a voicemail. Please don't. The- that oh, there's, there's, there's plenty out there. If this, if this, if this new wave of, of reselling a course is what is going to be it, let it be it for the next 20 years. Let's act like it's here for the next 20 years and not here for the next 20 days, because I Ooh. swear where people are creating reels from is this, this mindset of like, I've got to freaking get everyone to buy this course from me right now. And if you don't, you're an idiot. <laughs> like build, build the actual foundation of it so it can last. Don't just try to act like, you know, it's going out because mm-hmm not new, right? This has been around. It was um, really hot at the beginning of like the advent of the internet. And now it's back again. Like, oh, it was wait, hold on. It's been around for a minute. Yeah. This is not new, much like marketing. It's not new. Um, but it was very big, um, you know, at the beginning of when the internet took off and then fizzled out. And so are there different strains of this resale, right? That's (laughs) why we're I'm serious. Is it like, is it one dude or one gal or, or is there like, no, I have one. No, I have one. No, I have one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what... I'm sure I'll get one of my DMS that will let me interview them. That's in it. And in, in I hope so. I hope so. I know some people, but like, yeah. um, we love it for you. We love if you're making money, just go about it in a smart Yeah. In the same way that we just said, like, let's, let's all relax, take a deep breath. People are going to still be there. Mm-hmm. Let's reach out with normalcy and mm-hmm. not and not prey on the insecurities though because that's the one thing I am seeing though is some preying on insecurities of people in network marketing and it's almost pitting I don't like that other, which is like I come on I don't like any anything I say this also when people in network marketing switch companies mm-hmm. if you- oh yeah they villainize the past company I'm like girl 
this. If you have to bash something in order to like lift yourself up, it's a red flag for me. Like um, you should be able to be like for everybody and be like, this was really great. I love this. But I am seeing a lot of people saying, oh, well, I, I worked so hard in network marketing and that sucks. Even though just five days ago, I was telling you it was the best thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. again, just people are watching and they, they're, they're, they know, like you posted about this for however many years and it was the best thing ever and you, whatever. So just don't bash something. Yeah. I, I always like yeah. to try, I mean, I'm a pretty fiery person. I can, I can get fired up, but as someone who's burnt out from adrenal fatigue, I do like to ask my, I like to have these gut checks where I'm like, how do my adrenals feel after this Instagram story? How do my adrenals feel? Even if it is my quote, unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, my truth. Yeah. Can that truth be something that is, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? And I'm an oversharer, y'all. Like I like to diary everything and everything on my Instagram stories. But I think that we can, you can tell people. So if, if let's say Jackie Richard signs up to, to sell resale rights or whatever it's called tomorrow. I'm not going to, I'm going to, to sell them. I'm not going to have to tell people what I'm not anymore. Like I'm no longer this. And I was this and that. I'm just going to start telling them who I am. Like in terms of like, yeah. this, like, let, we don't stop telling me who you're not. Tell me who you are. I had yeah. one of my friends tell me that the other day. And I like that. I love that. Yeah. We, it's like, fine, just leave it out. You don't got to tell me like, yeah. oh, like, just tell me what you stand for. And I feel like that, that is super postured and it preserves the adrenals. <laughs> Cause there are so many, t- there have been times that I've gone to like post a story and I post it and I'm like, and if people are, aren't as in tune with themselves, which I was not for a long time, you feel like uneasy, right? Like, what are people going to say? Do I have to check my DMs? If that's how you feel after you post something. Yeah. It's maybe, not, maybe it's not the vibe. Maybe it's just not wait till tomorrow. Yeah, it can. And I, I even do that too, with responding to DMs sometimes, because it's easy oh. to get triggered. And it, it, I, it is helpful because I have an assistant now that can field a lot of stuff. But if ever I, and this is me in the height of 2020, when I was at the height of my hustle, if I was responding right away, <laughs> no, <laughs> Like I always am like, no, just set it down even just for an hour and you'll have a way better response in an hour. Like, you know, so you guys, if we're making reels or stories out of like on the spot, not good. an hour, do the hour check, do the day check. Trust us, trust us from this one. Like we've made the mistake. Yes. Okay. Let's, let's take a look at some of the the questions that came in from my stories box. Okay. So we've got a question. She says, what do you wish network marketers would stop worrying about? What's that for you? Oh, I really, I wish they would just stop worrying what the naysayers are thinking, or I wish they would stop trying to change people's minds. Just show up for the people who are looking for you. Yes. Which is like what we just said. Stop telling me what you're not. Stop Mm -hmm. defending this to uncle Gary. Don't try and prove this to the high school bestie that has an anti MLM page. Stop trying to even it's, it's very equivalent to trying to change someone's political opinion or, you know, what they're really like, it's just, you guys just start standing for what you believe in and, and being sure in that you don't need to change that other person's mind. It's just such a waste of energy. It's such a waste of energy. People say all the time, like they'll send me like TikToks or YouTube videos. Like, Oh, did you see this person like bashing you? And I'm like, Hey, why did you send me that? B no. And C I would never waste my time trying to like change someone's Everyone. opinion about me or network marketing. Cause it, I'd rather just go. Not gonna, it, they're not, it's there's no, it's yeah. you're not going to change their mind. So, so don't, don't even, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I actually love this question. So I'm curious if you'll give us a little sneak peek into your community. She says, what's a natural way to do invites in a conversation? So could I, could I tee you up with a scenario and, and hear yeah. how you would pitch a conversation invite? Yeah. Um, let's say that you posted a poll of mm-hmm. let's go skincare. Um, sure. you posted a poll of like, um, how, do you struggle with melasma? Yes or no. Okay. Which I love doing stories for that. So we do that. And so you get consent because someone votes on the poll. They struggle with melasma. You have a product that solves that issue. How does Miss Colleen reach out to them? What is she going to do in this conversation framework to yeah, I guess, so talk about her product? First I would, so I think melasma is a great one. I've done that before. And so okay. I would say, yes. Okay. They struggle with melasma and I would say, oh my God, same. This is the worst. I would get us on the same page. I too struggle with this. We are the same. I'm not coming in trying to tell you how to be like me. Yes, same. Then I would ask for their recommendation. Have you found anything that works? What is working for you? So then taking curiosity in them. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Also, I have melasma. I want to know what's working. And this isn't me being like, uh, so I'm like, what's real talk? It's literally like, let's just be friends and you share with me and I share with you. I love that. And so okay. then they will say either, oh, I love this product. And I'll be like, please send me the link because A, I want to know. And B, I'm normalizing sending a link. She's right. just told me on this product. So it's not weird. She's already done it. Then if she says, you know, nothing's worked. And I would be like, this has been like the longest battle since I got pregnant so long ago, whatever. I've tried this, this, and this actually name some of the products I don't sell. The one that I found the most success with so far is this one from Unicorn Tears. Um, I can send you links for any of them. Just say the word. And typically she's like, send me the link for all of them. Mm-hmm. And I do. And I say, obviously I only sell one of these. So if you need help with it, tell me, I'll hook you up, whatever you need. But I also, I give my seal of approval on the other one, all the other ones as well. So I'm giving her like, this is, this is the platter. This is what I do. Uh, and also these are the other options. She's not feeling cornered or pitted or whatever. Um, but I've told her that mine has worked the best. Um, so she'll say, okay, well, what about the one that you sell? Give me the info. And so then I do mm-hmm. I send them the info mm-hmm. and they say like, what do we want to do? Is this something you think you want to try? Yeah, I think I want to try it. Cool. I, you know, like, it's very simple. It's just like buying anything you've been on the internet before. Go for it. Or if you need help, I can do it for you. What sounds better? Again, she's telling me what's better for her. And then we. That's a transaction. And there we go. It's a transaction. I was a human. Yes. Normalize it to this. Say it goes the, the worst way. And she doesn't say yes to anything. So what? We continue to keep talking. I really want people to like wash away the no. Like mm-hmm. the no is not where this conversation stops mm-hmm. because then you, you've ghosted them. They took time to engage with you and tell you what's, what's going on with them. And then they said no to your unicorn tears. And you're just like, deuces, see you later. Well, that's not very nice. Right. So if she says, no, I'm not interested. Move along, sister. Like Talk about something else and make sure right. you're engaging with her stories. Um, because I, I've been there and I don't want 
when you like go to DM someone and it's just a one-sided conversation and it's just you talking about your product. That's so gross. I really want people to look at social media, like, like I said, like a cocktail party, like you're there to interact and be social on social media. If you're there to just sell Mm -hmm. social media, it's not going to, it's not going to work. I love that. It's interesting too. She she said this a couple of times and this is, I feel like kind of maybe your mental health counselor coming in because I've got Mm -hmm. two sisters and they're counselors and I feel like they've taught me the most about conversations. So I've learned these phrases. Tell me more about that. I say that a lot in my leading as a leader and it works wonders for coaching people, but also it works wonders in the DMs. If someone tells me, Jackie, you really should not be like, they'll, people like to tell me not to drink my energy drinks, which, you know, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. Um, do you want to know how I get meaningful conversations out of that? If, if it's me, sometimes my assistant doesn't know to do this. So sorry if you guys are listening. If you guys didn't know this, I do have an assistant. She helps, but it's because I burnt out in 2022. Okay. Yeah, you need the assistant. I need to preserve the adrenals, but I will sometimes be like, tell me more about that. And why do I do that? Because it's like, it's, it's not just like end of conversation, you know, it's like, let's talk. So I do feel like even if someone's voting on your polls of your product or maybe someone even votes, like maybe I do want more information about your opportunity. The first thing that you should go in doing is not necessarily dropping your third party tool, but tell me more about that. What's going on in your world? Like literally, yeah, just, just, but guys, and it's just so crazy. We're so frickety fracking weird about being saleswomen. We feel like we have to like literally put on this, like suit and tie and these fancy glasses and they're like I am now a sales so it's like no take all that off and just like what would you say if you were just normal oh like wait what's up so you're interested in this tell me about that like it's yes. just human guys literally we do this all the time and I even and this was my process it's not for everybody but because I had my audience grew and I was having people interested in the business and tell me more and I would do that over DMs yeah. but if actually interested I would say like you know the next part of this is you need to like hop on the phone with me for 10 minutes so we can like even see if this is worth yeah I'm getting going back and forth with you so and the hey hey how's it going and I would say okay why are we talking about this yeah why this is even of interest to you and then they tell you I love that yeah this this gal the other day actually reached out Uh, I think she's in your community and she wanted to do a call with me because she wanted to see if she wanted to sell makeup with me and but, and so, and, but she's already with another company and we get on the phone and ch- we're doing that thing. I'm having this high intention, low attachment. I'm not like suffocating her with, you know, join my team, but I start the conversation with tell me what's going on. Like, why are you even considering this? And it turns out we ended the conversation. You guys, she is not joining me at my company in my network marketing company. She needed to have the framework for how to go ask her current upline for their own phone call. Like she, she needed a one-on-one essentially. So I ended up, we talked for, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I was like, girl, you don't need to come sell this makeup. You don't one, it's not even your thing. Like she doesn't like makeup. Uh, two, uh, it was, Hey, I actually probably should just go ask my current upline for help. And so it, but she didn't know how, so it was just, it was just giving her that redirection of like, here's how you're going to go ask for a a phone call. You know, you're going to first ask, how can I earn a phone call? You yeah. know, what do I got to do? How to- can I earn a phone call? Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, well, I'm a big earner. Earn a phone I, call. You're going to go ask what activities can I demonstrate to get to get on a phone call with you? And um, and, and that's that guys, that's normal. But guess what? You in the regular you out in the wild at a park right now, you would do that. Like you you would talk about that. If someone was drinking kombucha next to you at the park, your kids are playing. You're like, tell me about that. Like what you drinking kombucha? I've been yeah. hearing about that. And it's yeah. the normal behavior as women but we like I swear we get in this world where we're like I gotta be 
different and weird. So weird. Like, I know. I just wish people would like observe being out in the wild. Like, somebody's like, oh, I like your haircut. Where do you get it cut? Here's where I get a cut. Here's who does it. I just sold that. Oh, I really like your shirt. I really like your nails. It's yeah. all, it's all we do. We it's compliment each other and we say where we get stuff. I did that to my hairdresser just yesterday. She was talking about something. And I was like, oh, you need to go here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So normal. It's just conversational. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last question. Then I'm going to cut this loose so you can all go right. live your life. This gal, she, I'm really curious what your answer is on this because <clears throat> I feel like you don't consider yourself an expert on social media or like on Instagram or anything like that, but you are an expert on authenticity, which might be better. But anyways, she says she wants to know your content strategy. What's your content strategy? I don't have one. There's my content (laughs) strategy. I don't have one. People ask this all the time. And I, if I post something, it's because I came up with it two minutes before. Like I don't have a content strategy. I've never batch content. I don't know. I, Cause my brain just doesn't work that way. My, so it like stifles my creativity if I have to come up with multiple ideas. So, and again, this, I don't know how woo people want to get, but like, I have the belief that the idea and the content will come because I'm living my life and paying attention. Um, and it does mm-hmm. without fail, because somebody says something, somebody does something. I'm like, Oh, well, there's what I'm going to talk when about. When you're doing those hotline reels that are so freaking funny where you're like, you've got a little headset on, guys, you've got to go watch them. That is just like, are you like, up? Oh, time to do that reel. Mm-hmm. Stop. Yeah, I, I love I haven't it. haven't done one in a long time because I haven't had an idea. Like, That's all right. When it strikes, it strikes. I love that. I'm like, uh, when the inspiration strikes, there's no way I could like write that. It just happens. So, so your, your strategy is basically be yourself. Talk about it. Put it. Put yourself out there. I know because people want a strategy. They want. They want. They want a whole thing. And I hate that for me. Like for me answering that because I know that that's what they want. But I, and I, I'm writing a book, and I wrote that in the book about like how your life is the content, and if you would just like stop white knuckling, Mm -hmm. that it's it's motivation Monday, it's transformation Tuesday, it's like the content will flow, but my content strategy is consistency. That's the only strategy about this. So when I started No Shame Sales Game, I posted three pieces of original content every single day for the first like six months. And then now I'm only posting once a day um, because I'm a human and that's a You're a human and you put in your time. I love that. That's good. I think in short, you guys, she's saying, come home to yourself in short. She's saying, just be who you are. Tell the truth. That's do it consistently. Do it consistently. Can't tell your truth and be like, you know, fly your free flag one day. (laughs) One day. Like that's not how it's going to work. You have like, if there's any strategy, I just want it to be consistency, just consistency and you'll figure it out. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for you're having me. You are a delight. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me uh, on Instagram at No Shame Sales Game, and you can join my community called Direct Sales Growth Community. And of course, the link is in my bio. So in her bio, yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna eventually figure out the show notes. <laughs> I can figure out how this whole podcast. So I tell everyone, I'm like, I'll put it in the show notes. I'm like, where the hell is this freaking where show? The show? 
I'm like, I'm like uploading this. I'm like show notes and I can't anyways. So any experts feel free to DM me how to find show notes, but I would link her community there, but I can't, can't back her enough. I love what she's doing. It's so different than what's out there right now. Her, her community is, is pretty different than what you guys will come across right now in the network marketing world. So thank you so much for being on today, Colleen, and we will see you next time.